And uh, I want to introduce really quickly, uh, first of all, our first two guests. And I don't want to go, I don't want to go too deep. If you want to check out their profiles and everything, just go online uh, and check them out because there's a lot of uh, great content that we want to touch on here. Uh, first of all, I want to introduce uh, Kim Heisman. She is in Vernon, British Columbia. Kim is the uh, current president, actually, of the Okanagan Mainland Real Estate Board. Uh, it's Kim Heisman as in Heisman Trophy, right, uh, Kim? Are you there yet? Kim is with Century 21. Uh, our other guest uh, for this segment here is uh, Faisal uh, Susawala. Faisal uh, is in Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, of course, many people know Faisal, especially uh, in the East, because he has been the number one individual Remax agent um, for some time. Uh, it does a lot of transactions. He can be talking to you about that. He was number five uh, Remax internationally last year, and that is saying a lot. So both of these guys, of course, have had to uh, adjust to the way things are uh, happening uh, under COVID time. Uh, welcome. Uh, there's Faisal. Is Kim on here soon? Faisal, I'm, I'm glad you managed to figure out your tech there. Yeah, that was a little freaky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, okay, so until Kim gets here, uh, let's talk about what you've had to do um, or, or, or what's happening in your marketplace, uh, especially as a result of uh, coronavirus and, uh, and what you're seeing as a, as a trend? So, the, uh, so our market has actually been experiencing a mini boom as a result of uh, many things. Well, let's talk about pent-up demand from the shutdown uh, and then low interest rates. Uh, De-urbanization is starting to happen. Uh, people realized... Um, during the shutdown that, uh, you know, they either had elderly parents that they wanted to care for. So multi-generational living is happening and we're finding, so we're, we're located about 45 minutes uh, west of the GTA, uh, Toronto area. And um, hey, is that is that 45 minutes in good traffic or bad traffic? The good traffic. Okay, <laughs> all right. We shut down. So let's call it an hour even. Okay. <laughs> So, so we're, we're in the suburb, basically, Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo. And what we're finding right now is that people are saying, look, we can work from home. So let's improve our quality of life, quality of living. Let's have more space in case of a shutdown. Let's take our uh, you know, elderly parents in or vice versa. And let's um, create an environment where we can work from home, school from home, have a backyard, not stuck to a condo type of living. And um, especially if the work, of work at home sticks, then people can now afford maybe living out of the city and not having that extra car maintenance insurance gas and whatnot so though all those things have caused uh, a boom in our market we're getting multiple offers uh seven to ten offers on every listing that we have right now and it's just incredible what's happening so prices are up 13 percent since march and since so march. everything that since March. Wow. So everything that was being said, and this is, I'm talking in our local market. So everything that was being said during the COVID crisis and the shutdown of prices dropping and whatnot, it's actually gone the other way. So the unintended consequences of that is a boom in our marketplace with people wanting to be in, in these areas and, and, and enjoying this uh, quality of life and more square footage and bedrooms and additional, you know, a Zoom room or whatever you want to call it. So these are all things that are available to people that they, they didn't think they would be able to use before. Yeah. So, you know, a question that comes up often is those people that are leaving the downtown, you know, the core area and they're moving outwards to areas like yours. Um, they're selling, so they're selling their condo or whatever. 
who's buying those? Because so you that's know, back in May, happen, right? Well, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement happening within the marketplace there, whereas we're experiencing movement into our marketplace. So that seems to be internal movement happening there. And look, there might be investors. I'm not quite sure what the market has done in the condo market in Toronto, as I don't work in that marketplace. So it'd be an interesting find to find out exactly what's happened to that market. Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Are people trying to escape? Have investors started to come in? Um, a lot of that was Airbnb. Has that been impacted by that? You know, those are all things that I don't know. But also our, our rental market has increased significantly in this area as well because we don't have supply. So we're getting bidding wars on rental properties, believe it or not. It's unbelievable what's happening here. Well, hey, and Kim's there now, but actually while we're at it, in the chat box here for any of our GTA uh, friends here who are uh, online with us right now, um, why don't we ask you the question? So if, if you're selling those condos downtown and people are moving outwards, for instance, to Cambridge or all that, who's buying them? Tell us uh, in the chat here, who's your buyer? I mean, obviously they're not foreign buyers because we have, you know, our borders are closed. Maybe they're buying remotely. Um, you know, are they investors? Are they, I'd like to know. So, so uh, tell us. Uh, thanks, uh, Faisal. Hey, um, quick question here. What's, how are you feeling about the future? How are you feeling about uh, short-term and long-term forecast in your market area? So our market area has been undervalued for a long time. So as a result of that, I'm feeling very positive about our market. We, you know, we're, we're at a 35% discount to areas like Mississauga and Milton. And they're, you know, Milton is 35 minutes uh, east of us. And yet here we are at 35% discount. So I think there's a, a, a large upside here, not only for a principal owner, but for an investor to come into this marketplace and and buy and rent out properties long term. Our, our returns have been just phenomenal over the last three to four years. All right. Uh, we'll just switch over to Kim really quick. So Kim in the Okanagan, which of course everyone loves. You guys, oh, you were like 40 degrees a little while ago, right? Yeah, and poolside. <laughs> yeah, it was it was beautiful. It still is quite warm, but it's cooled down to about 32, 33. Okay. So the Okanagan is also one of these places that people, that Canadians think about. I mean, if anyone thinks about the holiday land in Canada, um, yeah. it, you know, the Okanagan is typically one of those areas. So what's happened? What, what's, what's the market done uh, since COVID and, and, and all that? Well, especially over the last couple of months, it is uh, improved uh, quite a bit. We were on pause like everybody else for about six weeks, but the, our market has just exploded. Um, you know, our we're, we're getting stats that are, you know, again, we're up 35% in sales again this month. We just got the stats this morning. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's proving to be busier and that's year over year. So it's, uh, there's a lot of people relocating into the Okanagan after all of this uh, lockdown. Uh, and are are the Albertans coming back? Because there, I, I seem to recall there was a bit of a slowdown. The Albertans weren't necessarily crossing. In fact, we had the wine embargo for a bit, where the uh, <laughs> we weren't selling wine cross border, right? That's just kind yeah. Of the government. I've got so, yeah, I've got some clients from Alberta that are coming in. I actually just talked to another couple today this morning from Calgary that are like, okay, we're coming to the Okanagan. We're we're done. Uh, we want to live where we want to live. So, yeah, we. But most of our, um, most of our reloc, or at least in my world, most of our, uh, my clients coming in are from the Lower Mainland. Um, but across Canada, we're getting lots of people relocate into this area. It's a, yeah, it's this a holiday. Is, this, 
a holiday spot. So the distance-wise, remind our uh, friends in the east there the um, the driving distance from Vancouver, for instance, to uh, to the Okanagan, to Vernon. Oh, anywhere from three to four and a half hours, depending on where you go in the Okanagan and where you go in the Lower Mainland. But it's not very far. It's just through so, the beautiful mountains. It's a nice drive. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's the general consensus and feeling about um, how things are going in your marketplace? Because actually, you're also the president of the real estate board. So statistically, of course, you know the stats about what's happening in the Okanagan there. Um, how are people feeling and what's the thought about uh, future prospects? For, uh, for your marketplace? Well, we're still in a situation where our demand, uh, our, our uh, inventory listing is really low. So the supply and demand issue, we still have that supply and demand issue that we had prior to COVID. So uh, we are, uh, it's, it's putting an upward pressure on pricing in our area as well, especially on the, uh, we're seeing a little bit higher of a uh, price push on the single family homes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not changing. I don't know if it's going to change in the next couple of months, who knows what's going to happen in the fall and in the early year next year, depending on if we get another, another wave of, of COVID. But, um, right now the market is very strong for sellers, but yeah. buyers can't find anything. There's nothing on the market. And where are you year to date right now compared to like last year or, or typical years? So we just, I just got our stats this morning and we are 35% up on sales year over year and we're 24% up on listings. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. During this time, right? During this time. God. Yeah. I want to switch back to Faisal for a sec. Uh, Cause we had a little chit chat the other day. Tell us about, tell us about your numbers. Cause I think people need, need to hear about this. So, cause you had a busy June, it was it June, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 44 resale ends in June. June. Um, and then on top of that, I have a new subdivision. We had 32 new homes sold in uh, just townhomes. But and, and, and again, not just uh, to end users, but to investors. So, you know, our area has been discovered as one of the prime areas to live in, but it's so affordable compared to, like I said, just east of us. So everything that we were not experiencing in uh, the later part of March, April and May, came back in july we just finished and i haven't got all the numbers in but it's got to be pretty close to what june was as well so uh like i said we're experiencing a boom here i can't keep inventory i'm getting preemptive offers even though we're you know trying to hold off for a week um seven to ten offers on every property so it's just there's just not enough inventory uh in the marketplace today yeah. Isn't that funny? Because, you know, here, here we were a couple of years ago thinking, oh, we had our busy time. We did, you yeah. know, that's it for the multiple offers. It's not coming back. And all of a sudden, it yeah, we thought 2017 was done and over, but it's it's that plus now. Wow. Wow. Well, we're going to have uh, Phil Moore from Vancouver and, and Chuck uh, Charlton from Milton uh, in a few minutes with Sandra. Um, but, you know, the overall the overall consensus seems to be that this whole ripple effect, you know, people moving outwards. Uh, Sandra, I mean, that's that's. That's kind of what's been happening recently, right? With the with the market, people moving outwards and, and going elsewhere in the country, especially in the larger metropolises. I mean, that's exactly what we're experiencing. Was as more and more companies move to a work from home environment on a permanent basis, uh, it's a lot easier for people to go and get more bang for their buck. And I mean, we all know families that are living in small little condos with two or three young children, and they've got maybe two plus a den, maybe if they're lucky. And for that same price, they could go an hour outside of the city, have no commute to work and be able to afford a four bedroom with a gigantic backyard with a pool. So, mm -hmm. you 
know, yeah, we're, it, it, it's obvious that we would see an increase in business going out Faisal's way for sure. My question to you both is how long do you see this lasting? What, what's what's going to happen in the future, COVID or no COVID? You know, again, in 2017, we saw the market shut down like a light switch. That that was kind of some of the terminology that we heard. It was a light switch. It was like somebody had turned off the water faucet. Um, you know, what do you guys see moving forwards? I think in the Okanagan, we're a little bit insulated because of where we are and because we're such a retirement and, uh, and uh, destination. Um, and a, a ton of people are relocating in our into our area. So I think we have a little bit of an insulation to that. Um, and I think we went through a little bit of a correction, like you said, two seven, uh, uh, 2017, 18. Um, I wish I had a crystal ball. <laughs> Uh, I've been looking for it for years and I haven't been able to find it. So it, it's it's a it's a challenge. But, you know, I, I think we're probably going to get a little bit of a slowdown, maybe in the late fall, early year next year. Um, but I think it's going to be hard to predict that anywhere past six months out. So so my opinion on that is, you know, you look at, OK, if there is another outbreak, God forbid, and there's another shutdown in the fall, that's going to have an impact, not necessarily a market impact, but it's going to have a psychological impact where confidence is going to be lost. And people are going to say, well, look, you know, we got through the first round of this thing. Um, there was government assistance uh, and, and we were able to sort of weather that storm and get out of it. The second round, I would believe if that happened, there's going to be more financial distress maybe the the ability to for the government to step in may not be as much and that will have some loss of confidence now if that happens in the fall i believe it'll last like kim said probably six months or so and then it would probably in the in, in march april may we'll get back into recovery once the vaccine is out which you know hopefully next spring early summer things are going to go back but Beyond that, what, what stopped us in 2017 was government intervention, CMHC stress test. Um, and what, so here's what happens. They come up with these ideas to slow things down, and then they come up with a Band-Aid sort of solution to help recover. So CMHC comes out and says, okay, here's a stress test. Then they lessened the requirements. But what else did they do? They came out with a new whole set of rules on, you know, where your down payment's coming from and whatnot. But then to combat that in COVID, let's lower interest rates. So that happens. But there's always alternatives. You know, when CMHC can't play ball, you've got Genworth or you've got uh, First Canadian Guarantee Company. Um, so, you know, you've got other options. And, and people will always find a different solution for every problem that's imposed. And the impact is short. People get over it because life goes on. And let's face it, there's still low supply. And as long as supply is low. And during COVID, the reason we have pent-up demand is people were smart enough to do nothing. They didn't panic sell. They didn't what I call pandemic sell. And by not doing so, they created a pause in the market, which created demand. And here we are, 10, 12, 13% increase in, in market values today. Well, hey, and, and of course, that is contrary to the other technique that CMHC is using, which is reporting re uh, reductions of 9 to 18% in, uh, in property values, which is proven to be completely unfounded uh, at this it point. Right? Yeah. What a crazy statement that was. Oh. <laughs> the problem is 
We read headlines. We read headlines, and that's what people react to. And those who were reacting to headlines were selling mid-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and, and and now their closings are coming in end of July and end of August as they have. And like their neighbor just got $75,000 more than they did. Yeah. There you wow. go. Well, wow. Hey, listen, so, guys, I, I noticed on a comment here from Amanda about her condo listings are not selling, but freehold uh, in GTA are selling fast at multiples uh, and buyers are locals. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about uh, you guys in your respective markets. I have to say that our, our condo market in Victoria is not as fast moving as the detached single family home market as well, too. So I'm, I'm feeling that's probably a similar uh, um, uh, situation throughout the country, right? It's similar yeah, here too. We don't have a Kelowna has a, a, a condo market, but if you look at our whole board area, we're everywhere from Revelstoke all the way down to Peachland, which are some small, very small communities in there, which there isn't a lot of condo developments. Um, and we're we're this mostly the single family homes. So uh, we see that also in the Okanagan for sure. Yeah, and we don't have that large population of condos either here. And But, you know, I think people are a little apprehensive about condo living right now, shared elevators, shared HVAC, hallways, amenities. So I think people are looking for a little bit more independent living now, and that's probably going to have a negative impact in the condo market. But I don't work the condo market, so I can't really say if, it, if it's impacting them yet. Got it. Sorry, Sandra, you were about to say something there. Well, I just, you know, we, we preloaded a couple of polls uh, wondering where the chat was going to go today. And I have a really interesting poll that I want to ask the people that are on um, uh, our conversation this afternoon. So, and I'll, I'll put it up. Uh, do you think the Canadian economy overall is going to suffer or decline? Or do you think that we're going to continue to see progression? Is there still room to grow? Um, and, and obviously, I think these answers are going to be different all across Canada. Um, but it, it is pretty interesting to, um, to, to, to think that even in this time of strangeness that we're going through with no idea of what's going to happen tomorrow, that I think in these results are starting to show the same thing. I think that for the most part, we're feeling pretty confident that we're in a really good place for the most part across Canada. And Faisal, going back to what you were saying, headlines and links are clickbait. And it, it takes that opportunity to go into the headline and then to really validate the information that they got and twisted and manipulated to get the clickbait to find out that it's never as dreary as what the media is making it out to be. Um, so looking at the results so far, it looks like the majority, at least half of the people that responded said that they're confident that the market is going to go up. Um, and then some people think that it's just going to stay flat. So we're going to have that L-shaped recovery, right? Um, one person so far thinks that it's going to crash and uh, a couple are being honest and saying, I don't have a flipping clue, which frankly is the camp that I'm in. I don't have a, you know, I thought that 2017, we were going to be good for a while. And then whatever day it was, April 17th, when it shut off, it was like, you know, insanity that day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, we've got just a few more minutes with these guys before uh, we move on. We're going to have a uh, Fillmore out of Vancouver and Chuck Charlton in uh, Milton uh, in just a moment here. Um, one thing that I want to add to uh, further to this whole ripple uh, ripple outwards conversation we're having, and Faisal was talking about people moving uh, towards Cambridge. There, uh, reminder that my mortgage broker told me a little while ago is people can qualify with mortgages if they're keeping their employment. So it doesn't matter where they're going to if their employer can uh, confirm that they are still getting their income um, working remotely, they will still qualify for a mortgage. So it's the greatest thing. It's moving to another marketplace and yet still having your income and your mortgage, right? Yeah. Um, quick question to wrap up here uh, for both of you guys. Uh, 
what are you doing? What are you doing uh, to um, to be ready for what is ahead market wise? Uh, Faisal. So um, my social media marketing has, uh, you know, I've really ramped that up over the pandemic shutdown. But, you know, I, I changed my messaging quite a bit. So it's, it's I think we have to shift to support based marketing as opposed to look at me here's what i'm doing here's what i you know it, it has to be more a, um, a shift from mindset to heart set and start thinking what's in your buyer or seller's best interest and advise them accordingly and you know so that's part of the messaging that i've shifted to on my social media platforms um but really i've, I've really embraced and, and and fortunately seven eight years ago i i took on technology as my primary source of marketing so during the the slowdown it wasn't a, a really a learning curve but so i think it's important that if you're not already utilizing social media if you're not already sponsoring ads and using google like really get into that because that's where people are turning to for their news uh, and that's where they're going to get the information and you need to be uh, front and center and become synonymous with your industry by being out there, showing who you are, showing what you do, but show a level of support that they're not used to seeing in realtors. And that's very important. Cool. Kim? Well, you took all the words right out of my mouth. Uh, but uh, I 100% agree with Fazel. It's it's uh, all about relationship building in this business. And if, uh, if we're building those relationships with our clients, they're going to be uh, referring us, they're going to be talking great things about us, and and doing the unexpected for my client. I'm I'm always doing the unexpected for my clients. Um, you know, Richard Robbins teaches that us uh, to that uh, to us all the time. Uh, and then uh, on the tech side, I'm just making sure I'm on top of all of my tech stuff. I'm doing the eye guides, and I'm making sure I've got Zoom meetings happening. And and I do my open houses through my Zoom meetings with people that want to see the house. Um, especially if I've got a seller that isn't interested in that. So I think staying on top of the tech, making sure the clients, not only their, their real estate needs, but their emotional needs are being listened to and heard, I think is huge. Cause when they feel like, or, or they, when you're genuine, they know it. And that's when they feel a connection to you. And that's when, um, in my opinion, I, I've experienced the loyalty that is just unprecedented. Like it's just amazing. Hey, listen, I have to say, though, Kim, one of the things, there's no time to talk about it now. And if any of the watchers or, or listeners right now are interested, they should reach out to both of you guys, by the way, because you're both fantastic. What I love what you've done, Kim, is you do your seller reports uh, by, not Zoom, you use the other product, and you've got the photo of their house in the background so that you're giving them an update. I think that's really cool, and that's a really personalized, uh, personalized touch. So yeah. it, anyone should reach out to Kim on that. Kim, yeah, Center 21. Century 21 yeah. Vernon, uh, and also the president of the Okanagan Mainland Real Estate Board. Uh, Faisal, again, number one individual in Canada, number five individual in uh, global at Remax. Uh, hey, tell everyone, what are you going to end the year up in? How many transactions? I'm, ho I'm hoping to break 400 again this year. <laughs> Four, is that it? Is that? Oh, man, you're underperforming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys uh, very much uh, for joining us. Uh, wow, so much great stuff. And again, uh, to everyone who's here, please uh, look up Kim and Faisal and our other guests uh, today as well, too. They've got so much to share. Uh, you guys are great.